0: Welcome to the Vinyl Preacher. It's the Internet's only podcast. This one happens to be about uh, the Bible uh, and making a playlist. I'm Zach and the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder and America's Finest and Only Institute of Higher Education in the Buddhist tradition, Naropa University. And this week, Matt, I am uh, advising and coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee, at the Lutheran Student Movement uh, National Gathering. Yeah.
1: yeah!
0: We're live. Who are you, Matt?
1: I'm... Lutheran Church in Los Angeles,
0: California? That's fantastic and clear, so clear. Crystal, crystal clear.
1: Crystal
0: uh, clear. Recording here at the Lutheran Church of the Living Christ in Germantown, Wisconsin. Why are you. At Wisconsin? <laughs> Wisconsin fans. Why, why are you still at church? It's one30 Shouldn't you be taking a nap?
1: <laughs> yes. It's very strange. Um,
0: you're drinking a Corona Light in a church in Wisconsin. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Matt, we've been doing lots of things today. This is day. Uh, it's New Year's Eve in recording time uh, here. We've done a lot of things this morning. We were at the National Civil Rights Museum at the old Lorraine Motel. We worshiped with local congregations in a diversity of context on Saturday uh, or Sunday morning. That makes sense because it's Sunday. Hey, it's a Monday. Why are you at church on a Monday? I just realized what day it was, you are a nerd. I've got lots of fun things going on. You're on vacation with your family, I suppose, mm-hmm. at churches.
1: Yeah, usually I live in Southern California where it sometimes dips down to the freezing temperatures of like 60 degrees, <laughs> uh, but here I had to use this ice
0: thing called an ice scraper that I haven't used in years, and it freaks me out. And yet we you, you survived.
1: I survived, just barely.
0: Well, Matt, we got a lot to talk about this week on the podcast. Uh, we got a lot of fun things to do, uh, so we'll keep moving on, moving on. Mm-hmm. So the thing we do, dear listeners, uh, is we talk about the Bible texts that are appointed. They're assigned for every Sunday that you're going to hear in most churches around the country and many places in the world. Uh, we talk about those things. We make a playlist of songs for you to listen to on your way to or from worship or while you're pontificating about worship uh, that are, are good to listen to uh, where we are at is we have decided that for our live show this year, we want to talk about the texts that are appointed for the Sunday of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, which is January 20th, which takes us, uh, what is that, Epiphany 2, second Sunday after Epiphany, Matt? Uh, So that means um, I've been dealing with time zones. I got an airplane. It was very strenuous, Matt. I was delayed uh, over lunch and I was on Southwest. And the snacks, I mean, no, there's no meals, right? We know there are no meals going into that. Uh, but they delayed me through lunch. Uh, and then I got on the plane and I was like, well, Southwest is a good, a good, faithful company. And that they are going to, to make it up for me. And they're going to give me like the little cookies, uh, something hearty like that. Uh, no, it was pretzels and plain peanuts, man. No, it wasn't peanuts. There were no protein. Uh, excuse me. I was afraid of plain peanuts, but it was worse. They had these little crackers that were just like plain glorified salting crackers and pretzels. It was the worst Southwest snack I have ever received. So my life has been hard. That's the main takeaway here. <laughs> All that's to say, Matt, I forgot that that was my run-up to time for the text, uh, is that I got confused about the time zone, uh, and Memphis is here in the central time zone, and according to central time, it is uh, time for the text. T4T. How how much time do you have left? 25 plus 15. 40 40 minutes. 40 minutes. minutes. Uh, (laughs) We're going to do fun things. We might have a surprise guess. Who knows what's going to happen here? Uh, T4T, ring the bell, Nick. At this point in production, a bell rings. Uh, producer Nick inserts that. Uh, and it's time for the text. What are we looking at, Matt? Sweet. Uh, so,
1: usually we uh, look at the first reading and the gospel, and we just skip right over that <laughs> epistle. But today I did all kinds of
0: work in the epistle. Because no nobody likes Paul.
1: I know nobody likes Paul, but I'll
0: just. Excellent. Excellent.
1: <laughs> so it comes to Isaiah 62, 1 to 5. It's I'm reading from. Right terrible. There. Do you want to read it? Right here?
0: No, no, I'm complaining about other aspects of our production. <laughs> <laughs> for science sake,
1: I will not keep silence, and for Jerusalem's
0: sake, I will not rest until her
1: vindication shines out like the dawn. And her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication. And all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name. That the mouth of the Lord give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. And a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed. And this is capitalized because it's a name. Forsaken. And your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called my delight is in her that's capitalized like a name and your land married for the lord delights in you and your land shall be married for as a young man married, so shall he go builder marry you and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride so shall your god rejoice over you where did god work life thanks
0: be, thanks be the god
1: so i think this reading is included because of the Please I go on. Like
0: <laughs> no, please tell me about this reading that I definitely prepared for. <laughs> yeah, I did prepare there,
1: but I think it's included because the end of the some wedding imagery, which is my least favorite part of the reading, but it ties us into the gospel. I think that's why it's included.
0: We're getting married, Matt. Yeah, yeah, we're
1: getting married. I like the first part of it much better, uh, where he's not going to keep the silence and his vindication shines like the dawn of a burning torch. Uh, there's even a diadem. Uh, thing. I did not
0: know what a diadem was until I read Harry Potter that it was a horcrux. <laughs> a
1: diadem is
0: a horcrux. Horcrux. Well, there was. there was. A horrible crux. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. Let's say, for example, that someone hasn't read Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> what might a, a, hor- uh, a horrible crux be?
1: Well, has, anybody, has, anybody read
0: it? has anyone here read Harry Potter and knows what a yes. horcrux yes. is? Yeah.
1: Our diet. The diet? Diet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, welcome to Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, uh, a rival podcast. Matt, it, it holds a piece of your soul. I did not know this. I... She read them for me.
1: I thought that might be dealing with your
0: soul. The real deal. Your God. Um. Yeah, that's Isaiah. Cool. Uh. 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 Oh, that's Isaiah. That makes so much more sense. Matt, you had told me ahead of time that you had done a lot of prep on the epistle. And then you started reading this text, and I was looking at the epistle, and I was like, I don't see anything about weddings or marriage in here. What Sunday did I prepare for? Because we had, I was surprised, because we had found a new way to screw this up. Beyond technically, the programmatic substance of this podcast was going to be awful. Uh, but no, it is Isaiah. Uh, gosh, there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, I did want to spend a
1: whole lot of time going worth reading and see if we could plenty
0: like well, what do you what do you what do you what do you what do what do you got? What do you think? What do you have? Oh,
1: I just I just I just like the imagery. Do you? Did you have anything?
0: I don't have anything. No, I don't. Okay, we'll keep going on. I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I will not keep silent. That's a good preachable part for Zion's sake. I will not keep silent. Uh, I will not rest. Um, there's a lot. I like it. I like it. Uh, hopeful words there. Uh, I didn't do so much on the marriage part because uh, you yeah. know I spend a lot of time being married, but. Uh, your builder is an interesting name—an uh, allusion to God that we do not hear very often. Um, I'm
1: picturing Bob the builder.
0: You thinking Bob? I think
1: I'm yeah. you <laughs> builder.
0: See? Builder. See? Okay. All right, Matt. Enough crap. Nobody cares about Isaiah. But I—I yeah. have heard uh, that you have done some prep on First uh, Corinthians uh, 12. Take us—take us, take yeah, us into that place.
1: Yeah. Well, three but I'll take you there. So <laughs> First Corinthians. Uh, yeah, so we get a couple of uh, chapters passages from First Corinthians. We're gonna be reading through chapters 12 to 13 here in this season of or after Epiphany, depending on your preference and like or just like kind of tripping. So uh, today we have First Corinthians 12. Let me tell you a little something about Corinthians.
0: Uh, Paul is writing this to a church that planted in uh Baltimore court Paul. Heard of it. You can read about his planting of it
1: in Acts chapter eighteen. And Paul spends eighteen months there planting
0: this church. And then he uh he just going out. so um so apparently that's how long it takes to plant the church, eighteen months eighteen months, 18 months but... uh yeah I've been you're finished there at St. Mark's right? You did it all? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I do, uh, several
0: times. <laughs> You've started a number of churches?
1: Several.
0: Well, there's a distinction here, Matt. Um, Anybody can start a church in 18 months. Not impressed over here, okay? <laughs> but can you deal with the crap of keeping a church open for 18 months? That's
1: well,
0: that's a different task. has right? been a of years, and he's now writing to them. issues. Um, but let
1: me say a little also about where this church is located, the city of Corinth. Uh, me, it's a crossroads. It's a commercial crossroads, which means that there's all kinds of stuff happening in the midst of it. And it's a very cultural place, lots of different religions ethnicities, um, people from different places, all kind uh, of bound up in this, little, this city of Corinth. That's important to you know. Because it's a commercial crossroads, there's also a lot of materialism. There is upward mobility, uh, um, to upward mobility, and so there is a lot of that going on in Corinth as well. Uh, uh, so, know oh, and fun fact, I, I particularly enjoyed this one. It was also the home of the Isthmian Games, which were second only to the Olympics. Oh. The second most popular game in the ancient world, the Isthmian Games. <laughs>
0: I'm going to start introducing myself as a former Isthmian Games hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I just want one thought was
1: um, Bring them back. another change, interesting context. Uh, imagination, and that is the place that Paul is writing to here in the 1st Corinthians. Uh, and here we are, 1st Corinthians 12, 1 to 11. Shall I read it? Do you want to read this one?
0: Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Paul is not on my, my good list. Paul
1: says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You. you. know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and less straight to idols that could not speak Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, "Let Jesus be cursed," and no one can say, "Jesus, Jesus is Lord," except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services for the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common kind of good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. And to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are activated by one and the same spirit. Walks to each one individually, just as the spirit chooses. We're in God and life. Thanks. Thanks be to God. So, couple of fun things in here. The word gifts gets translated a couple of different, uh, or the original word underneath that English word gifts uh, is a couple of different Greek words. The first one is pneumatica, uh, which of course, like pneuma, spirit. It's a very spirit. It's really just means concerning spiritual things. It shouldn't even be translated gifts, but we translated gifts. Spiritmatical. Cool. And verse four, it's uh, charismatica, charismatica, uh, and the charism. Uh, is where we get the word grace from. So we're okay, So um, of so we getting this very different It's a very good stuff. Um, and then each of those words gifts, services, activities, charismatica, diaponia, um and another one that I didn't write down. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on there. Um What else did I want to pull out here? Um, so I just... I was really struck by this right? the diversity of gifts, the uh, diversity of what God is doing. Uh, a really great quote here from biblical scholar James Dunn that I pulled out, that Paul's vision of the body of Christ here is of a unity which consists in diversity, but which would be denied in uniformity, a unity that depends on its diversity, functioning as such, uh, in the unity of the body and the body of Christ. This isn't diversity as like, um, like a buzzword, right? The thing you get points for for doing, like, oh, great, but but no, like, what Paul is saying, like, you actually, this body, this community that we're talking needs diversity in order to function properly. Like, this is a really practical thing. This is the way it's been designed. Uh, and this is, that's just a fascinating concept to me.
0: Okay, maybe Paul had, like, a, a couple things that were okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for diversity, not as bugger, your diversity, and this is how things function well. It's extraordinary. Um, and it fits this multicultural kind of a place that he's ready to do, and might also, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know what y'all have been talking about
0: there in Memphis, uh, but might hit some of those things that John's been talking about, too. Hmm. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Matt, uh, our first keynote was uh, our good friend, the Reverend Dr. Richard Perry, who says hello to you because you were his advisee. He remembers you. Um
1: what's
0: He remembered that you were... Uh, and uh, his kind of punchline was, one person's going to say rather clearly, that's good. What was his question to you? What is your legacy? Yeah, what will your legacy be? What will the legacy of LSM in Memphis be? Uh, which I think ties in nicely with this lifting up of a diversity of gifts, because I think Paul is asking around, is dancing around that same question, because uh, I think yeah. that question itself, uh, perhaps not super explicitly but beneath the surface is surface is a question about uh the diversity of of gifts well and that, that makes me think to legacy
1: I, I don't know what all that you said about that but um just hearing the word legacy the other I thing i just just thinking about um the epistles as letters right mm-hmm. um that when paul was writing for the morning, he wasn't thinking in in 2019 i hope that people are reading this and interpreting it like that was that not as intent at all. Uh, right, this other commentary that Paul is not aiming to write these timeless truths uh, or even the general theological truth was giving direct pastoral instruction for one community that faced specific problems in the middle of the first century. Um, sometimes I think we hear the word legacy. Um, in one sense, it can um, mm-hmm. motivate us and, and challenge us to go deeper, which I think is what Dr. Pearshawn did. In another sense, it might paralyze us, right? But when, like, legacy, I can't even like, how could I possibly live up to a word that big? Um, but what Paul is doing is also just uh, living boldly, uh, living, um, doing things in the moment, and the spirit moves, and, and things have a, a lasting impact um, on you know, what
0: you may think they do. Um, so, yeah, let me see that's a I, 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 ah, oh, Matt, Ooh! I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, what I hear you say, Matt, is that what Paul is doing, the legacy of Paul here, and the legacy that he's encouraging folks to pursue is about living in that particular time and place in which they find themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. yeah. if we might use that as a segue, uh, as one of those weird two-wheeled devices that we, we, we uh, <laughs> later tonight we'll go on a segue tour of the city in the rain. It's been raining, Matt. And I forget that it rains. It never rains in, Southern, in California. Um <laughs> It pours. Man, it pours. But
1: when
0: it rains, uh... <laughs> uh, it might be an excellent segue into John, which is the gospel, or second chapter of John. Uh, you all might know it off the top of your head is the wedding at Cana. Uh, we got more marriage. We got more wedding. We're getting married. We're going to the chapel. Not yet. That's later. We'll go to the chapel. Oh, there's a chapel here. We've been doing stuff there. It's a hilarious joke. They're rolling on the floors laughing. Get up. Stand up. It's not that funny. Um, That's right. Uh, And what this story is about, I think, Matt, I think this story is about timing, right? Uh, It was the third day, and there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. We've all been there. And the mother of Jesus was there. Because everybody's been there, and Jesus and the disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, they had wine at this wedding, like your Corona Light. As it's getting lower and lower, it was just like that at the at the wedding. Uh, Jesus, the disciples, they all had Corona Lights. <laughs> Is that a Corona Light or a Coronita? Uh, like the little six-ounce Coronas they sell? It's a
1: Corona Light. But yes
0: you're living into the gospel and that's what I, I, I deeply respect about you matt the wine gives out there are no more coronas left uh, and the mother of jesus comes up to jesus and he says they have no wine and jesus said to her "Woo, look out uh, i want to take this opportunity because i'm a staunch defender as we talked about a couple weeks ago matt everybody's always like old testament god is a real jerk um, well, let me introduce you. But New Testament God is all lovey-dovey and, and wants us to get along. Let me introduce you to my good friend Jesus, who <laughs> says to his mother, Woman, what concern is this to me? Um, so, so next time, right, the, the, the angry God of the New Testament gives way to loving Jesus, he says to his own, you go home and say that to your mother. Uh, and say, no, 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 this is loving New Testament God. Uh, no, it, Woman. What concern is that to you and to me? My hour, here's the timing part, my hour has not yet come. And so that's the end of the story. His mother is put in her place, and she walks away, and they don't do anything else. And that's the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Uh, first of all, you don't say, thanks be to God. It's praise to you, O Christ. But also, I was lying. That's not the end of the story. It turns out when you tell women to, put, to, to stay in their place, uh, that's not what they do. Uh, it turns out. Uh, based on human experience, uh, my human experience. I don't. Uh, you're reading too much into that. Um, so, so the mother walks away. Jesus' mother walks away. I don't. I don't know. Matt, a quick. We got a quick tangent we need to take. Uh, I was making jokes at the orientation about what to do in the case of an emergency, and I was saying to the students that if you go to the hospital, if you need to go to the hospital, you should call them first and not call me first because I can't help you out with that. And I made a joke about how if it's a life or limb threatening emergency, but not a digit threatening emergency, because I do not care about your fingers. Um, one of those dumb, dumb jokes, right? Uh, one of our students lacks a finger due to an accident, and he just raised his hand, and out in the crowd, I see a four fingered hand. <laughs> Occasionally, you can put your foot in your mouth, and sometimes that foot only has four toes. Um, <laughs> Thank you, thank you, you. We should end it there, that's enough. Uh, Students here with us, Uh, you're gonna get to be a, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Uh, Come Come sit here. Uh, It's important to talk to these people. Uh, Could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Zach, I'm from Nebraska. Go Big Red. Go Big Red, Um, are you doing okay? after that insult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a little scarred, not gonna lie. I'm just kidding. No, I'm fine. <laughs> You're definitely scarred. I think that's... Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, It left a, yeah, it left a mark. Yeah. But not it bad, one, yeah. it's not bad. Oh yeah, there, there you go. See? See? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a, uh, an audio medium for most people. Right. Uh, but, but you held up a hand that, that only had like yeah. 4.25 fingers. Um, the, the, the best way, if you want to see it, look up Jerry Garcia hand. It's pretty close to that. Thank you. Thanks for being on the pod. Um, <laughs> yes. Round of applause. Round of applause. So, as I was saying about the, the, the wedding at Cana, um, he says, Jesus says to his mother, Woman, my time has not yet come. What concerns that to you and to me? Uh, and she walks away and says, "Do whatever he says." Uh, so finally, Jesus relents, uh, and there were six stone, very, very large water jars, jars there for Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Um, and Jesus said to them, "Fill them with water." And so they filled them that. And uh, do you know how far they filled them up? About halfway. They did. They thought, like, let's keep it reasonable. We don't want to do anything excessive here. Uh, we don't want to lose any split suspicion. You're right, Matt, to the brim, to the brim. They fill it to the brim, and he says, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. And they took it, and when the steward tasted the water that had become wine, they did not know where it came from, though some other people did know, uh, and the steward called the bridegroom in and said to him, everyone serves the good coronas first, and the inferior wine, the, uh, uh, gosh, I should have had my, my, my Mexican beer jokes ready. The natty light, the beast, the beast light. Uh, after... The guests at the ice house have become drunk. But you have kept the good corona until now. And Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Woo, Matt. Woo. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a classic, right? It is like one of the, mm-hmm. if he
1: have a number one album, it's a piano.
0: Yeah. But uh, so
1: it's fascinating to me, it's the first of His signs. It's not healing
0: somebody, it's not raising someone from the dead, and water into wine. First. Water into wine is the first one. Um, Matt, there's a couple interesting things. I, right, of course, the power verse here is, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? So I had to nerd up, uh, again, full disclosure, while I've got a podcast and, uh, and stuff, and I look cool, uh, I am a nerd, I, uh, I, I dug into the Greek. To find out what word was being used here for woman. Uh, and it doesn't matter what the word was, but what is interesting is that it's only used four times in the Gospel of John. Okay? So we get Jesus calling his mother that uh and saying woman. Uh what concern is this uh for you uh and me? And then uh Jesus, uh uh John 19, hanging up on a cross, sees his mother again and says, uh, and there's uh, the disciple whom he loved uh, standing by it and said, Woman. Uh behold, here is your son. Uh, and then uh, power one, another power one. This is like the key moments. I think that's what we're getting at here, Matt. Anyway. Uh, John 20, women at the tomb. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Uh, thinking that he was the gardener, uh, the resurrected Jesus comes and says, Woman. So woman, woman, and the other is the bent over woman that Jesus makes straight. And all this is doing, I think, is saying this story that uh a tangent. Uh, Chris Hevner, former guest on the podcast, uh, campus pastor at Clemson, uh, one of his good stories is he got most in trouble about a sermon when he did a wedding, and this was the gospel text, Wedding at Cana, and in that sermon, uh, in a church service that was like a a Lutheran, very Baptist wedding, he said that Jesus turned water into wine for the hell of it uh, in the sermon, and folks got very upset that he said that Jesus just did it for the hell of it, right? Um, So maybe we're countering a bit of Chris Hevner preaching here that this story might, it sounds like a party trick, right? We think about it sometimes as a party trick and inconsequential, but maybe a bit, a bit of what that... But it's a pretty good party trick. It's an excellent party trick. It's way better than mine. Mine, like, are some of my spiels about, like, state dinosaurs or, like, stories that my wife has heard 8,000 times. Um, this is on, on, this is somehow held in tension with and a part of those same really important stories, Jesus on the cross, an empty tomb, Jesus... Uh, healing, making straight, a bent-over woman. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, that would be a really interesting sermon, just hit on those four stories, that would be a really interesting. I don't know
0: which which Sunday you can present, which of those four stories, but it's, it'd be
1: interesting
0: to tie them together, yeah. I think so. Just do some story time, you know? I think so. I mean, do you, <clears throat> well, so here's, here's where I, I'm finding the biggest connection with some of the stuff we've talked about and our experience here in Memphis. And that is, Jesus says, my time has not yet come. And perhaps a thing that folks heard uh, would have heard uh, or maybe heard a little bit of this morning at the museum and would have, if there was kind of an inverse uh, experience at the museum, is what you would have heard from people opposing uh, a lot of the work that Dr. King was doing of integration, of uh, the bus boycott, of, of desegregating schools. What they would say is, is not that this shouldn't happen. They would say that the time has not yet come to do this work um hmm. that we must wait yeah. that when you read the yeah. the response the uh the the letter of the the birmingham clergy it's that this is not the right time uh and so interestingly when we might think again this is an unexpected jesus jesus is saying those same words which is curious i would expect to find jesus on the other side of it
1: yeah yeah
0: and it's a part of it's a part of that same thing um I don't want to be super offensive to anyone here, but perhaps uh, uh, one of the things that we have heard about God is that God does not uh, change. Uh, I feel like that's a thing that many Christians feel like they're supposed to believe, uh, that it's it goes to what the Hebrews, Timothy, back there in the, 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 the epistles, uh, God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that there, it's, it's held intention to a number of biblical stories, but definitely this is one of them that the mother of Jesus came yeah. and said, you need to do this. And Jesus said, no, I'm not going to do this. And yet, because of her work, Jesus changes his mind and does something different. Um, yeah. That God gets, and we're getting into my good news now, we're getting into my good news, that my good news statement, maybe I should take a moment here for, for the live audience. Uh, when, one of the things that Matt and I think when you write a sermon as Lutheran preachers, that the main thing you should try to do in a sermon is proclaim good news. Uh, that the And that that we can get lost up in lots of things. If your sermon doesn't proclaim good news, uh, then you failed. That's the only thing I want to know, right? Uh, You should pass preaching class as long as you're proclaiming good news. So what we're always looking for is one kind of good news statement. What is the good news of this text that I can make clear and proclaim to people? And for me, what it is here, I think, um, is that uh, that for God, this is the time. uh, I think that's my good news, right? Even when, when, when all the signs point to the contrary, when there are voices as strong as Jesus saying this is not the time, uh, God changes God's mind and God makes this the time, that this is the place, this is the time where water is going to be turned into wine, um, which perhaps is a party trick, but is a, is a brief window into, the, into what, in the work that lies ahead, that next he's going to stand up straight, the bent-over woman, that then he's going to be on the cross, that this work doesn't happen without the, protest, the protestations, how about that for a word? The protest of of, of his mother, uh, telling him to do this. Uh, that it happens when someone yeah. says, "This is the time." That's kind of a sermon. Yeah. I preached a sermon. I love it. Preach. I just did.
1: Yeah, I love it. And, and and the thing that I would add on to that is that we have a role to play in God's mm. um, If you're thinking about the like, election, like, you have to go up against people that uh, people that you like, people that you love. Like, you have to even go up against what seems like God Himself. Um, Right. Mary goes up against you, challenging people. I say against, I but that's not even really it, right? it's challenging it's to, to be held to the things that, uh, that he preaches. Um, and, and the other thing I find is that Mary, um, you know, we just read this passage from First Corinthians where uh, it's, the Spirit is given everyone's spiritual gifts. Well, that probably includes Mary. Like Mary too is rooted in the Spirit and full of the Spirit. We just had a couple of weeks ago the an where Elizabeth goes to Mary and says, Hail Mary, full of grace. And this comes kind of just from Luke, blue. Uh, but Mary, too, is full of God's grace, right? God flows through each one of us as well. Um, and one of the things that I always get frustrated about now uh, with Dr. King, I love uh, the theology uh, of the theology of the, the thing I get frustrated about is when people today say, oh, man, if only Dr. King were here, then he could fix it for us. If only we had a Dr. King. Too bad we don't have a Dr. King. But if you read 1 Corinthians, if you read this Gospel of John, uh, we are...
0: To wait for another doctor we have been equipped uh, to do the work of ministry uh, here and now, uh, as Mary
1: does here, as Jesus does here. We
0: did it. We found good news. Yeah. We found some good news in Corinth, in Memphis. Hopefully, uh, Matt, I'm going to talk about what's on my playlist. If you want to text me, well, I talk about my playlist. Uh, what's on your playlist? I'll play it so they can hear it here in the live uh, studio oh. audience, right?
1: he's that upset
0: he's very upset about this but Matt um oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) Matt this is you're on vacation with your family and you went to church for some reason uh I'm working and it's very stressful uh and I've got lots of technical incompetence on my own end um it's very difficult Matt I wanted to put some Memphis artists on the playlist since we are here uh, and so I'm gonna start with uh, a group that I'd never heard of, a song I'd heard a bunch, because uh, I think it fits with that time theme. Uh, it's Sam and Dave. Hold on, Matt. Hold, ho- hold on. Because I'm coming. coming, Matt. Um, they recorded that down at Stax, just down there on Beale Street. Um, Dr, uh, Dr. Perry was most excited uh, to be in the city of Isaac Hayes, though, Matt. Um, <laughs> and as I was driving in from the airport, we drove on Isaac Hayes Memorial Boulevard. Uh, and Isaac Hayes has a lot of good songs. Uh, folks, oldie, goodie, look him up. But I'm going to go with Do Your Thing. Uh, which I think is what Mary is saying Mary the mother of Jesus is saying to Jesus uh, Jesus do your thing You know, Matt. You to Matt is known for singing in his sermons. He's a sermon singer. He'll break into pop songs. Uh, if you want to make love under the open skies, uh, do your thing. Are you gonna sing that in church this week, Matt? Because that might be. That's just an idea. I don't know if your people will like that, but no. no. Okay. Uh, and then Matt, we've got we've got Jesus. They got, they're filling up these stone jars all the way to the brim. Uh, and our good friend K Dot has a song I think that fits uh, drinking wine well. Uh, swimming, swimming, pool, swimming, pool, swimming pools Kendrick Lamar drank 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 drank, drank, drank 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 in Chicago Matt. you're kind of in Chicago classic swimming pools with the with the course Drink to the sun
1: level.
0: Yes so what Yeah water and wine swimming pools and drink. Uh, see it fits and last minute I gotta do an extra one this week uh, cause it's a special live show and I'm wearing a Dawes shirt uh, gosh I love Dawes uh, right on time uh, is also a song I'm gonna put on the playlist that I don't have to play what are you uh, listening to Matt you got three MLK songs Matt texted me cool. three Memphis songs yeah, that's a lot of songs. Uh we got Stevie Wonder, happy birthday, Matt. Stevie. Yeah. I can hear you now. Tell me about it. Yeah, so a song was written uh and support of, uh, in support of making Mars 50 Juniors for a holiday.
1: So, C D one wrote this song in the mid 80s in support of that cause. Uh, so, it is actually an MLK okay song. The words on my music. It also doubles as a great uh, tag for um, in song uh, in my community that way.
0: So, yeah, it's a, good one. it's a good one. I like it. Well done. Well done, Matt. Now we can hear you. Do you want to introduce your uh, your next song here?
1: Yeah, let's go, Common and Gentlemen, so, with the song Glory from the movie so- Um It's a classic. I know that it's new. Uh, Big beer came out and won a Grammy and won an Oscar. Um, it's also we used it in worship a number of times in South Central LA. It's one that we uh, that we often use when we're doing um, uh, liturgies around civil rights um, uh, in the present day. So it's a, it's a, it's a good one in for a lot of uses. Um, and then finally, of course, uh, my favorite band, U2, has multiple songs about Dr. King. "Pride" "The Name of Love is the most famous one. Uh, it's the hits. Uh, hit single, but also uh, the end of that same album has a, a quieter song called MLK uh, Sleep Tonight and Make Your Dreams Be Realized uh, two really great YouTube two songs might as well do the live version this is a live show.
0: I'm going to play the remastered 2009 version Go for it Is the name of that song really Pride?
1: You know, it's probably in parentheses
0: mm. I just haven't had time due to, to my schedule and a lack of interest in, in <laughs> figuring that stuff out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I typically do that to Matt when he talks about you two. Uh So that's your, those are your MLK songs. You got three Memphis songs for us? Yeah. I wanted to
1: do Stax Records
0: too, so I wanted to the Staple Singers. I'll take there. Oh, the Staple Singers. Have you been to Coachella, Matt?
1: <laughs> I have.
0: I have never seen Matt more upset than when we were at Coachella security, and Coachella, Coachella security made him remove the parking stickers from all the previous years that he had left all over his car. <laughs> He could hardly see out the front of his car because of Coachella stickers, and they said they had to go. And Matt started singing "Pride in the Name of Love" in protest. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, blues, mini kings, the thrill is gone. Just like the
1: wine is The thrill Akana is
0: gone. Oh, the thrill, Kana is gone. B.B. King. And one more? One more, Matt.
1: You are in the state of
0: Tennessee with his friends. Tennessee. You me? You're not going to put that on there? What? Tennessee. Tennessee. Who does that? <laughs> you found a worse song <laughs> no, to put on there. Okay. Tennessee Tennessee, Whiskey
1: by Chris Stapleton. And I'm going to go with the live version featuring Justin Timberlake. It's so good. love you so, do you, you do the it with well it is
0: I agree we couldn't do anything about it uh Matt it's uh two fifteen. um we have to be somewhere at two thirty. uh we, we were planning on Q and A does anyone have Urgent question that must be asked with the podcast. Yes. Where can we find previous podcasts? You can find previous podcasts uh, on SoundCloud, on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, and on uh, what's the uh, Google Hangout, uh, the Google Podcast thing? Um, Google, Play? Google Play or whatever. I don't know. Who uses that stuff? Uh, you can find us on. Yeah, everything you hear from the internet will almost exclusively be better than this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the vinylpreacher.org. Sometimes there are t
1: shirts available.
0: Oh, yeah. If you saw the shirt <laughs> that Jennifer Manis was wearing a couple of days ago, it says Wake, Pray, Slay. Uh, that was our shirt from this summer that we made, uh, that's cool. And, uh, and occasionally we, we do runs of shirts. We do, Matt uh i told you that i was super excited inspired by wake pray slay for the theme for this gathering uh that is that is uh shake break wake um wake matt sometimes our podcasts are up and an episode goes up and down in quality you know like we start slow but then we normally we start slow and then we build into like some good stuff, and then we're like, I guess we'll stop talking much, now. Much like preaching, much like preaching. Much like preaching. Uh, occasionally, we come in hot and have things to talk about, which means we haven't talked about, we haven't thought about the Bible at all, and so then it kind of tapers off. But this one started like crap, and then in the middle there was crap, and then at the end we stayed crap. Oh. Um, so. We're not going to get all, the, all of the metrics, but the standard deviation of the crappiness of this podcast is nearly zero.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so, yeah, so Matt, enjoy the rest of your vacation at a random church in Germantown, Wisconsin. Thanks. Enjoy your
1: time in Memphis.
0: We shall. Matt, it's been a real good time. Boom, there it is. We did it. We made audience applause. (laughs) Audience applause. Everyone go pray for producer Nick, who's going to have to deal (laughs) (laughs) with this crap, this absolute crap that we've done.